0: You've been told not to reproduce like rabbits.
1: Living the Faith Podcast
0: brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media, RestoringFaith.com. Don't do it. <laughs> don't don't do it, Joe. You've been told by a credible authority, don't reproduce like rabbits. We all know who we're talking about, don't we? I think so.
2: If we you know, know who we're maybe, talking about. Maybe maybe search it online. I'm a rabbit.
0: Um, <laughs> large families. Large families are important. Why are large families important, Joe? They're important for a lot of reasons. Um and we're going to go through them.
2: So we're we're going to talk about why fa- large families are important. We're going to talk about some guiding principles that are required for operating a large family. We're going to talk about the responsibilities of a father. We're going to talk about responsibilities of the mother and of the children. Some financial issues. Implications and uh, considerations. This is a useful show. It, it is. It's. It's probably one of the more practical shows that we've had, which is what you know we are striving to do here on Living the Faith is give you real, hard, practical. Solutions practical
0: solutions here at RTS speaking of practical solutions and restoring the faith this is the restoring the faith channel on YouTube you can subscribe to it hit the bell for more updates this is the living the faith show on that channel which comes at you from the heart of America every week Joe Mike and Martin here in studio I should have said Joe Martin and Mike that's alphabetical Probably. I don't know why I did that this, <laughs> I'm, this I'm sorry just one of these awkward moments you're just looking at me. Well, no, we just had an awkward moment and that was the intro. Yes. We were all looking at each other because I said don't reproduce like rabbits and nobody had anything to say. It was okay, weird. Okay. So, you guys ever I'm... heard of the awkward turtle awkward?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to make I want to make a quick call out to Matt, one of our fans of RTF. He re- asked it that we do this show, uh, and we thought it was a great idea. And so yes, here we thank are. Thank you, Matt. Thank, thank you, you, Matt.
0: Matt. Um, If you like what we're doing here at Restoring the Faith, consider becoming a patron of ours. We have a Patreon page, and we very much appreciate that. Okay, Joe, you gave us the outline of the show. The first part we have to establish, why are large families important? We live in a crazy world, guys. Do we not? These are are strange times. They, They are. Well... Genesis 1,
1: verses, verse 28. And God blessed him, saying, increase and multiply. How about that?
0: For- That's like a positive commandment from God. Wow. Yeah. Be fruitful and multiply. It's, it's funny because... Fruits it, can't multiply.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And the world is doing everything but that. As we've seen that all commandments, all prescriptions, all the things that God has told us to do... We now live in a world where we are doing everything but those things, mm-hmm. and you can look at that on, uh, you know, on your Facebook feed, on your Instagram feed. Oh, yeah, or you, the,
0: there the, are too many people news. in the world, Joe. There are too many people in the world. Yeah, uh, that that mathematician, Mo, is it Malthus or Malthazar? with Malth, Malthusian? He you said, lost me. he said that if if the population continued to expand at the exponential rate that it expands.
2: Yes. Exponentially. Hold on. Then, hold,
0: hold. the Earth will run out of our precious resources, and everyone will not have an iPhone. Martin.
1: Ha! Huh, wow. There won't Can be you enough. Imagine if there you won't be enough If you allow the
2: population to exceed production of iPhones, of iPhones, yeah, that would be bad. That'd be a scary, scary. It day. would look like Black Friday in the store every day. <laughs>
0: People would just be trampled. Yes, elbows oh, would be iPhone. elbows would be thrown. Human rights. Elbows.
2: Human rights would cease to exist. Wow, there would be no such thing as private property. But, but we've just had some recent news on this, right? And I'm going to, to to stay family friendly about how we talk about this. But there was a law lo- a law that was presented for uh, consideration in Alabama, Alabama, that.
0: Um, I just feel like I should say amen every yeah. time you say Alabama. Yeah,
2: you're not going to say amen after you hear this. <laughs> they, th- th- this was all over the news um, that they uh, want to make it mandatory that all men over 50 or after their third child should undergo a no surgery. Way. Are you kidding me? Should un- no, this was sterilization. All over. What no, no, no. the it, heck? You, you, yeah, the whole V word thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mandatory sterilization. 50 of years men. old or wow. after your third child. No way. Alabama. This was presented. This was presented. Wow. That that, that men should be sterilized after uh, uh, one of those two conditions have been met, so that we can keep the population under control. They beat wow. Obama and Clinton
0: to it. Yeah. Well, you know who wow. would, you know Alabama. who would naturally be exempt from that. I mean, because we exempt these people from anything that we do, would be the Muslims. Yeah, the Muslims oh, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Muslims would not that. have to be sterilized. They, in fact, they would continue to overpop and outpopulate us all. They're yeah. currently taking over Europe. They would take a re- religious exception. They would. They would. They get their. They wow. get their foot washing stations in in public restrooms at airports what? with federal yes. and state yeah. dollars. But uh, the Ten Commandments have to come down because that is a church yep. and state separation issue. So, yeah, Muslims throughout the world are breeding. And they would continue to breed even in Amen, Alabama.
1: Let's not use the words the word breed. Uh, I don't think it's the right word. <laughs> no, it's it's children. like rabbit, like yeah. rabbits. Yeah. Well, children are a blessing from God, right? And it doesn't matter what I you think. Have...
0: I read that somewhere, Martin. <laughs> I think I've heard that something about a, a quiver and blessed be the man who has a full quiver, something like that. I don't know. Maybe I just made that up. Yeah. But again, I probably you didn't come up. up
2: with the word breed, so...
0: No, 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 uh, I was... Uh, no, all I was doing was repeating... Words. The man in white. Wow. So
2: so not only do we have this situation, right, where they're trying to control the population, and conversely, or uh, we have a culture crisis. And it, it's very poignant right now in Europe, especially. Paris looks like like... Like uh, uh, what do I want to say? What's the word? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia looks like exactly. I was thinking. I was trying to think of a city. I couldn't come. Constantinople. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What? Where's that? I don't even know. Uh, Yeah, but but that's what Paris looks like. If don't don't take my word for it.
0: Go to Paris. Well, how about London enacting Sharia law? How about London having its mayor being a Muslim? Yeah. I mean you you literally cannot go anywhere in Muslim, in 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 London mm-hmm. and and escape the influence of sharia law and the reason for that of course is that these people do believe what you said Martin Muslims do believe that children are a gift from God and they're and they're welcoming those gifts um and they are and they deserve to take over the continent of Europe if we are going to sterilize ourselves out of existence we're handing it over to them well, this is a bloodless invasion
1: right and in, in essence those false religions have kept common sense natural law and etc and you know they have not been corrupted by modern media and i don't understand it even the mormons have large families or Somewhat large families, Mm -hmm. because they do put limits on it, Mm -hmm. um, if they want it or not. But, you know, shame on us Catholics. Like, Catholics just absorb whatever they see in the media, and people start feeling guilty when they start having more than two children.
0: Right. I wonder if there is a correlation, Joe, between us uh, sterilizing ourselves out of existence and uh, us uh, depopulating the ranks of the priesthood. I mean, it's clear we have Strange. no priests. Strange. Well, of course, we have, we, like we said in our very
2: first ever RTF intro video, that even priests, bishops, and popes come from families. They do. But when we live in a world where people are not having large families and re supplying the ranks, so to speak, so that the world of Catholicism can expand on this earth. There, there is a direct impact, right? The, the, and and again, on top of that, raising them and rearing them appropriately, right? This is this, this is also the important part of having a large family. But- and the few
0: priests that we have are old, aged, up there in retirement. I mean, the median age just a generation ago was in the thirties. Now the median age is approaching seventy. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that that's a very scary trend. And any organization would look at itself and say, we are di- on our deathbed. We are, we are knocking on death's door.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and again, like you said, in 1975, it was 35. In 2013, it was 63. In 1965, there were 58,000 priests. In the United States alone. In the United States alone. In 2018, there were only 36,500 priests. I, that number seems high. It does seem high. It does seem high. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're active. Just for sure. referencing. Yeah. And that be and eight that year olds are counted there. Right. And it doesn't include the disparity between religious versus diocesan. Mm-hmm. That's combined. Right. Mm-hmm. So religious priests who actually don't tend directly to the faithful necessarily, there's like 11,000 of them are religious.
0: So then, and I, and that I leaves you want, with 25. Yeah. Yeah. So diocesan 25. priests, you know, and, and it doesn't account for the expansion, the great expansion of the population. I, I mean, the U.S. population in the 60s was probably half of what it is now. Half. Almost exactly, actually. Um, so the, the ratio to priest
2: to faithful is literally double. Literally double.
0: I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's scary. And that puts a, that, that puts a, a lot of pressure on existing priests right mm-hmm. so if you're a diocesan priest and you have a parish you have, if you're if you're a one man show at a parish that has 10,000 people at it which that happens how do you how can you effectively shepherd that flock how can you ensure that every family member in in your parish is adhering to the precepts of the church you know rec- receiving communion at least once a year and going to Going to mass, going to confession during Easter time, et cetera, et cetera. How can you ensure that the people that you're marrying, that you're being asked to marry, are actually having Catholic weddings? That you know, like, how do you, how do you know that you are working with? And then you look at these guys, these 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 men, and a lot of them are getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. And then with with women on the altar. Uh, A total destruction of altar boy serving, altar serving. Um, There are fewer and fewer boys who are in that sanctuary, on the altar, close to our Lord, Eucharistically, and, and fewer instances where these boys are looking up at a vigorous, vibrant, young, on fire for the priesthood priest. They're look, if you're looking at an 80 year old guy that's struggling and he has 10,000 parishioners and he's still there because there's not a replacement for him,
2: then they're just going to say what the rest of all millennials are saying now. Okay, nowadays. Okay. Boomer. Ouch. That hurt. No, but that's well, what, that, that's what they yeah, think, right? No.
0: Well, and, and, and it leads to this erroneous thinking that people have of, well, why don't we just let the guys get married? That'll solve the problem. Yeah. Right. And we'll start in the Amazon. <laughs> okay. So there, and well, the good news is, ah, the good news, the good news for these priests is that they actually have less faithful to work with too. Yeah. Right? Because the faithful are falling away. It's true. You don't, you don't need as
2: many priests when you have your, you know, literally again, just another stat, 1955, 75% of Catholics went to mass every seven days inside, every seven days. You know Now Now we're at less than 4 out of 10. You know
1: what would be a very interesting thing to actually look at, but I'm not too sure if this study even exists, is of the newly ordained priests, how many come from large families? Oh, I
0: bet all of them. Well,
1: okay, let's not you get know, no, no, generic, I bet It would be in a very impressive statistic. I bet yeah. statistically
0: I, you would look at it, it would be the vast majority.
1: That's right. And large families are truly not only a blessing for the world and, and the church, But truly, it's something that we should not be embarrassed in.
0: And there are very practical reasons for that. If you have one kid, and that kid tells you, Mommy, I want to be a priest, what is Mommy's instinctive reaction? I'm never going to have grandchildren. First of all, how selfish are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And second of all, well, maybe you should have asked God for more kids. Okay, so um, what can we as Catholics do? Now, I thought we were doing a show, Joe. About large families, we're talking about a cultural crisis and no vocations and no priests. Um, let's let's get serious. What can we do? What can we do? In what can we do about to, to
1: fix these crazy problems we have in the world? Well, we can adopt the right mindset. First of all, realize that the world outside is spreading the wrong message. We can also pray. Mm-hmm. We can adopt a lifestyle that
2: really corresponds with what we ought to be living. To give a good example. To, to give others. a good example. Exactly. But I mean, on a practical level, like these are good things, right? Mm-hmm. These are things that we should always do as Catholics. But something that's very practical that we as men and women were literally made for, literally made for. Mm-hmm. Increase and multiply. Mm-hmm. the Muslims are doing it why aren't we doing it increase and multiply that this is a real practical thing that we can do well a real practical thing that actually everybody
1: can do whether you actually belong to a large family or even if you're not married is actually if you see a large family is actually to to give a positive comment you know I've often had it that encourage yeah, encourage them in a sense, like, you know, people ask me, like, well, how many children do you have? And I say four. And and maybe they're really good people, but they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot. And then they give the automatic response, like, I could never do that. But, yeah. you, know, but you know what? In a certain way, you don't want to discourage someone who actually has the courage to embrace actually the right thing to
0: do. I think at this juncture, it, it's appropriate to say, and I don't, I don't know if this is in the outline or not, Joe. Contraception is a grave mortal sin.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Contraception
0: is is outlawed by the church. It is a grave sin against God. It is saying, I want the pleasure, but I don't want the baby. Mm -hmm. It is the separation of the life-giving function from the unitive function. It is the selfish, it is an ultimate selfish act, and it has abortive, um, chemical abortive characteristics to it. Um, So you very well could be committing murder not even knowing it. Everybody who's watching this show is probably pro-life. Probably. But not everybody who watches this show is probably anti-contraception. And there's but, no distinction between those two. Those two positions cannot be in conflict with each other. Let right?
1: me vent here a little bit, okay? I think there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. First of all, the church is hammering the fact that to, for it to be a valid marriage, you need to be open to having children, right? They keep hammering that contraception is wrong. They keep hammering that abortion is wrong. But it's like writing a book but not going to the conclusion. And the conclusion mm-hmm. is that large families are the thing that we need to have. Okay, that, that, that is truly the blessing and the plan of God. And yet our church leaders are weak and they're, they're, they fail to stand up against the push of, of modern society and of companies like Walt Disney and all the rest who are pushing the two-children chil- uh, two agenda.
0: Yeah, no. It's, we're talking yeah. about we're talking about environmental sins, and when you start talking yeah. about environmental oh, boo-ha-ha. sins, boo-ha-ha. When, when you focus on the carbon credits and whatnot, and oh, the, and the and, and the carbon footprints of large families, that's that's literally that's literally a trap into uh, f- into opposing large families. Mm-hmm. When you start saying, "Oh, we have to talk about plastic straws are a sin, and how many pounds of trash you have are a sin." Well, guess what? Large families produce a lot of trash. They
2: do. They do. We're going to jump into some quotes from a very good and holy pope, Pope Pius XII. Okay, of recent memory, I might add. Okay, when people had their heads screwed on straight. Okay, I, I, I was, I, I love Saint Pius, or not Saint Pius XII, uh, Pope Pius XII. Um, which period? Saint. Which period is he from? So Maybe some so, people don't so so know. He's, he's, uh, what the. 1940s, 1930s and 1940s, 1930s that's to right. 1940s, um, so I'm sorry, actually, that's, that's not even right, we're, we're talking about even in the 50s, actually, more explicitly, so he gave an address, and I think these are some of the most masterful words of Pope Pius XII, and we, we can kind of uh, bounce this around here a little bit, but there are some very beautiful things that he made in a statement on January 20th, 1958, 1958. To the directors of the associations for large families of Rome. there was an association. <laughs> this is how important it was. This is how important it was. He talks about large families versus small ones. These words are priceless. He says large families are the most splendid flower beds in the gardens of the garden of the church. Happiness flowers in them, and sanctity ripens in favorable soil. Every family group, even the smallest, was meant by God to be an oasis of spiritual peace. But there is a tremendous difference where the number of children is not much more than one. That serene intimacy that gives value to life has a touch of melancholy or of pallor about it. It does not last long. It may be more uncertain. It is often clouded by secret fears and remorse. Secret
0: fears and remorse. How many
2: times have you been to the grocery store if you happen to have more than three or four children? Or yeah, just more than three children. And they say, "Oh yeah, we wanted to have a large. We wanted family. to
0: have. We. I wish I were you.
2: It's funny how
1: things evolve. The first child that you have, everybody's like, "Oh, how cute! You have two. Is like,
0: oh, okay. Oh, you have your pair."
1: You have three, like then it just starts getting a little That's awkward. Like, like oh, okay, you, okay, well, what's, what are you
0: guys thinking about? And
1: then you have four, and it's like, it's then... like, okay, I'm not, I'm
0: not showing up to your baby shower.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is too much.
0: You guys have everything anyway. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> And but, then once you have five and six, then you're like you're like okay, you must this be, guys
1: Catholic. No, okay, then no, no I get no, no. it. No, no, right. no. Then you're
0: Mormon because the Mormons, <laughs> all, you're Mormon. <laughs> the Mormons only have like six or seven children. <laughs> right.
1: They they go for the minimum package. <laughs> yeah. We're Catholics. We go for the full package. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. The full package. Exactly. Um, so that's an interesting quote because it does reveal. I, I I do see these secret fears and remorse quite a bit. mm Hmm quite a bit and 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 to be honest in my subjective experience I'm going I'm going to say something controversial it's the men who come up and say I wanted more but my wife said no I wish I could have oh. had more but my wife said no and she's the boss yep she's the boss she has to, she has to go through all this pain so she can she can veto that
2: right cuz it's her body her choice right
0: and it's the men it's the men who say man I wish I would have had
2: oh yeah right another one
0: that's what they
1: all say, like, I really wish I had this or that. But and there
0: is, but they do. But they do genuinely I believe,
1: believe that. them. Uh, I think I it's mumbo-jumbo. I think at the end of the day, they were very happy about it.
0: Well, I mean, they do like their, their ultra-clean house. If house looking really, like a museum. If
1: you really want something... The pearl of great price. You're gonna go for it. Don't tell me that you really wanted to have that pearl, but you decided like not to do it because someone else told you like it's not convenient. Well, what if she's the boss? Uh, you know what? They want to all have their their iPhone, their fancy vacation, and the whole deal. And in the end, it worked out better for them. Well, we're, I'm
0: sorry, we're, we're no, going no to no mercy here. Okay. Well, we're no mercy.
2: Okay. we're going to talk about that. Let
0: me read. Let me read. Can I read? You go read. Okay. Next read. quote.
2: I, I just want to preface this by people are talking yeah. about. Oh, wow. I I don't know if I can handle it, like you were saying earlier.
0: Oh, right. Okay, here we go. Serenity of Spirit of the Parents. Quote, It is very different from the serenity of spirit to be found in parents who are surrounded by a rich abundance of young lives. The joy that comes from the plentiful blessings of God breaks out in a thousand different ways, and there is no fear that it will end. The brows of these fathers and mothers may be burdened with cares, but there is never a trace of that inner shadow that betrays anxiety of conscience or fear of an irreparable return to loneliness. Their youth never seem to fade away as long as the sweet fragrance of a crib remains in the home, as long as the walls of the house echo to the silvery voices of children and grandchildren.
2: I I used to take, every once in a while, we'd take my mom out to dinner, just, you know, thank her for being such a wonderful mother making the sacrifices that she made. We'd sit down to dinner, and they're like, oh, okay, yes, um, what would your life like like to eat? What would your wife like to eat? Yeah, that was with my mom. Because she looked so young. Yeah, exactly. For a woman who had 12 Children. children. Wow. I mean, this is, this is a reality when we live in, when we, when we immerse ourselves in the innocence of children, that helps us with the own dictum that Christ gave us of being Mm -hmm. like little children. When you, when you're not around little children, you forget what that's like. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you only had one child and then, or even a couple of children, and then they grew up and they're both teenagers and then, well, you just don't really remember it anymore.
0: Well, mm-hmm. and people, you know, um, how do I say this? People who have not been around young children for whatever reason, they can't stand them. Yeah. They find them to be so obnoxious. Repulsive. They don't understand them. No. They, they they get exhausted just looking at them. hmm And they are... Um, they, they are discombobulated by the disorder that is inherent in young people. Young people are just little agents of chaos mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And when you are, have grown accustomed to a certain ritual of living a perfectly manicured life, living inside of a museum, um, then the presence of children offends offends you, and I think, honestly, speaking here subjectively and really trying to stir up the comments, I think that it is the result of what Pope Pius XII was saying here of this anxiety of conscience and this fear of an Mm -hmm. irreparable return to loneliness. Yeah. And And I think that these people are looking at the innocence of children and then the abundance of energy that those children bring into your home and your environment. And they're saying, gosh, my life is empty. Yeah. My life is empty.
2: Well, and, and Martin, and you know, this, um, you know, just as, as well as we do that sacrifice, it, 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 it strengthens us. It makes us stronger, right? So the, the, the fact of, that you're, that you're even uh, having all these sacrifices that come necessarily with having a large family, that it, it does strengthen you, it gives you mm-hmm. resolve. I think Pope uh, Pius Twelfth also had something to say about that.
0: That was your cue to read.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry there, about that.
0: you got to stick to the outline, buddy.
2: All righty.
1: All righty, so here, here it goes. Their heavy labors multiplied many times over. Their redoubled sacrifices and their renunciation of costly amusements are generally rewarded even here below by the inexhaustible treasure of affection and tender hopes that dwell in their hearts without ever t- tiring them or bothering them.
2: You you just, you, you, you're you, necessary, necessary. Wow. Necessarily. Necessarily. Thank you. wow, Boom. taxi. Hardened. And and you can take on more things. You've done. I mean, you have a large family. You can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that that's that's
0: speaking in generalities. But you can do that. Well, because you don't live for yourself. Right. I mean, it's ultimately, it's a, it's it's a it's a lifestyle of sacrifice. Mm. I mean, to have the trophy child and 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 no more. Now, look. Okay, uh, we're going to get comments, so we have to say this. If God doesn't allow you to have a big family. You're obviously that's just it is what it that's is. God's will. Okay, fine. That's we accept that. A, yeah, we're not we're not sitting here saying condemning anyone who can't have you. Oh, or that's fantastic. Like you're
1: for, you're doing the will of God. You're exactly. doing the will of
0: God. Oh, look at my, in my family. I I have five children. I and that sounds like a lot compared to us sitting here at the table. But the truth is, both of you are going to pass me because for whatever reason, I don't know why. I don't know what the God's will. My children are two and a half years spaced apart. OK, and then they continue to come at that rate. And that's just how it is. Um, I would love for them to come more uh, closely spaced together, but they just don't. They come when they come. And I'm fine with that. Um, so, again, I'm I'm happy with my brood, but I also will say uh, I don't have a large family. Right. I don't. I have five right. children. Right. I'm, I'm still working on it. Right. You know what I mean? But People, this is not a numbers thing. No, of course, no, and yeah. I'm not saying right. that it is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is. Some people. Uh, some people have children at, at different rates, and 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 all that. And some people cannot have children, and some people struggle to have children. Mm. And there's so much that goes into this. So I just want to make the point that we're not sitting here condemning anybody who cannot have children or co- or. Co- cannot have them quickly enough or anything like that. We're not saying, like, oh, you're a loser if you don't get to seven or if you don't get to nine or if you don't get to 12. There's a reason why children are blessings. Yes. God
2: blesses you with them. You don't determine the number. So this works on the lower and the upper hand of this, right? Having one child or having 12 children. You don't get to decide. No. That's God. Making that happen but when you
0: start to try to decide yeah okay that's where you get when you trouble. start to try to interfere with that process when you start to impose your subjective uh, desires and circumstances on God's process whether or not you do it with a pill whether or not you do it with some physical object or whether or not you do it with a calendar to the extent that you try to influence exert your will and say I know best, that's where we have a problem.
1: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Look, the thing is like I think we can summarize actually the show as follows is first of all, be truly pro life, be truly open to life. Okay. And secondly, for those people who have large families, God bless you. God that's, bless you. That's God essentially you. what this what the show is about. Yeah. Right? it's not about it like we need to you need to have XYZ. No. That's not what we're saying. We're yep. saying like, you know what? Nobody else is gonna credit you for what you're
2: doing. We are. Tipped to hat. Another big reason, right? You sometimes you get onto these uh, these social commentators on you know the various social media channels and oh, yeah. and showing all these really super badly behaved like children from hell. You know, just like w- what is wrong with these children shouting at their parents and whatnot? They're And possessed. these commentary commentators are like, see, this is why I don't have children. Oh gosh. And and this is <laughs> why I have a cat. Yeah. Notice notice how in all of these videos that you're sh- you shown. It's two kids. It's, or if at best. Or one. At best. Yeah. Right. At best, it's two children. And there's one that's just there's, super calm and super chill, and then yeah. the other one that's just like. Well, Johnny is just strong willed. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, that's just how he is. <clears throat> Pius XII talked about this as well. You know what?
1: Actually, but all these popes that we've been quoting. It's only one. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a biggest <laughs> one. was Pius X. Sorry. Okay. Well, no, we're, Pius, we're, we're
0: single sourcing on this mm-hmm. show. Okay.
1: Well, you know what the beautiful thing is about Pius twelfth. Is that he is actively giving positive comments about comments about things that the world is condemning?
0: There you and go, I Martin. I have
1: so much missed this. There since you go, Too, because every single pope has been so weak and has been so flowery, bows, and just trying to
0: please everybody. Well, look at last week's show. Last week, last week we talked about that the, the leader of the Jesuits denies the existence of Satan. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that a prominent, probably the most famous bishop in the United States denies the existence of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you expect of these people? You think any of these people are going to stand up and defend the right to life? Right. Yeah. We're not asking for much. We're
1: asking for the Holy Father to confirm and to prove, you know, not, not to approve, but to confirm the good things that people are doing. And we ain't hearing it. Actually, we're hearing the opposite.
0: All you have, all the Holy Father has to do is just repeat what the last guy said. Well, it's a very easy job. And I job. just want to
2: call out, too, because there are going to be some comments about that. There are conflicting statements that are being made, that are being quoted by the same exact sources on these things. Mm-hmm. So let's not think for a single moment that we're going to be deceived by this double talk. And you know, one day we'll say this, and the end of the day we'll say this. That's that consistent. Consistent defense of large families. God bless those people who have large families, who have the generosity of heart and the faith to move forward. Talking about the behavior of children. Quote, When there are many children, the youngsters are spared the boredom of loneliness and the discomfort of having to live in the midst of adults all the time. It is true that they may sometimes become so lively as to get on your nerves. Mm. This is Pope Pius XII saying this. I mean, this is practical stuff. This, is, this, is, and this it's has true. always been this way. And it's true. Right. And their disagreements may seem like small riots, but even their arguments play an effective role in the formation of character as long as they are brief and superficial. Children in large families learn almost automatically to be careful of what they do and assume responsibility for it, to have a respect for each other and help each other to be open-hearted and generous. For them, the family is little is a little proving ground before they move into the world outside, which will be harder for them and more demanding. Yes.
1: You, you know what? With all these freaking gun shootings out there, how many of children who, who open fire in schools <laughs> have been from large families? I'll tell you right now, zero.
0: Zero. Zero. Yeah, well, there's another stat about those guys, too, and the fact is that uh, I think 11 out of the last 12 had no fathers. Oh yeah, they had no fathers. They had no fathers, and they were trophy children. Imagine that, raised by a woman, no father in the house, no, no, no uh, uh, masculinity to speak of. And these but, are yeah. selfish, selfish. Self- control. But,
1: but he'll, hold on, hold on. Let's make sure that we all blame the guns, right? Because it's the guns that are. It our is. Followers. It is.
0: It is the guns. I wanted, I want to say one more word about contraception because we, we we need to be crystal clear on this matter. The history of this evil pill. Okay, in the 1920s, even the heretic Protestants, who all need to convert to Catholicism if they want to go to heaven, even every single flavor of it, from Billy Bob Joe's Bible Church to Calvinists to Unitarians, you name the flavor, in 1920, all of them opposed contraception. Mm -hmm. They knew that it was wrong. They opposed it in writing, they opposed it in doctrine, they opposed it in practice. One by one they fell. They fell to the desires of the world mm-hmm. and to the desire and to the and to the culture without exception. Without exception there is not a single church, so-called denomination outside of the Catholic Church that categorically opposes contraception and mm-hmm. classifies it as a mortal sin. There's not one there's not one mhm think about that no it's disturbing and and there are all
2: sorts of excuses right there are all sorts of excuses about why to to slow the stem of the children that just come if we don't figure out a way how to slow them slow them down They're, they 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 call out oh well we've got to be good stewards and we've got to make sure that they each get enough Love and attention, and if I have too many children, how am I supposed to give them the level of attention that each and every single one of those little snowflakes needs?
0: I think Pius the Twelfth has something to say about that. Actually, he does. I think you're leading us right into a trap. The fifth quote here from Pius XII, I, the Twelfth. I can't one. help myself. And the last one. This Go is ahead. it. Check it out. Every vocation is a secret of providence. But these cases prove that a large number of children does not prevent parents from giving them an outstanding and perfect upbringing. And they show that the number does not work out to the disadvantage of their quality with regard to either physical or spiritual values. I would argue, Joe, that children from large families are better equipped to function in this world because The family is where a child emerges from his natural state of selfishness. Yeah. And how do you become unselfish if you're a trophy child? You can't. Right. You can't. Well, and I'm sorry. You can't carry your child
2: all the time. You can't hold your child all the time. Guess what? If you have a large family, how many different people are now in the house that can hold that child? How many can pick that child up when the child falls down and bumps their head? And take care of them. Oh, them, Joe! You,
0: you, you think that it's you think it's your oldest daughter's job to help you raise children? She didn't. She didn't ask for those children. What those a children. burden you're putting yeah. on her! Yeah. That she would actually learn how to hold a baby. How dare you, Joe? <laughs> that she would learn how to feed and take care of another human being and change his diaper oh, and oh, respond oh. to his my, cries.
1: My, my headphone is hurting me.
0: Sorry. Well, <laughs> so, do you want me to? Do you want me to turn your
1: That is so selfish of you, Joe. So let me ask you, why two? Why not one? Why not three? Why two children? Well, it's nice to have
0: a
2: boy boy and a girl. You want a boy and a girl for your own
0: personal gratification. That's what it is. You have
2: statistics against you.
0: The dad wants to have his son that he can take to football practice. The mom wants the daughter that she can put the hair bows on. And everybody can play dress up at Halloween. I actually literally, Joe, speaking of Halloween, I had a coworker once tell me, and this is this is a really scary thought. She was in her late, let's say late 30s, early 40s, very successful, millionaire person. And she told me, I really I'm I'm waiting for the right time to have a child. Singular. But the main reason why I want to have a baby. Is for Halloween, so I could dress them no. up. So I could dress them up. I literally, I, Diane. I know you're not watching, but you're insane. <laughs> you're insane. Okay, go ahead, Joe. All right. No, I no. think
2: Martin was talking.
1: No, but that's it. It's like this whole thing with like what two children. Like, where the heck does it come from? Because like, okay, boy and girl. Fine. First of all, society is denying that there's even genders
0: as a whole. Right? But secondly, when point. you haven't good point, when, <laughs> when you have If you don't get your boy, you just like force it.
1: Right? <laughs> and then the other thing is like, so if you don't get a boy and a girl, but you end up with unfortunately with two boys or unfortunately with two girls, so why don't they keep going till they have like a mixture of everything? But no, okay, once again, what, this whole two I know,
0: number. I know. One of my best friends in the whole world. Was like that, actually. One of my best friends, and he's listening to the show, from northern Idaho. What's his name again? I'm not going to say his name. No, no, he's a good, he's a great Catholic, uh, very, very, very strong. Godfather to one of my children. He had five girls in a row. But Joe, number six. That's wonderful. Number six is a boy named Ambrose. There's still hope for me. There's hope for you, girls. Joe. There's hope. you got to persevere. You might have two or three more girls. So for
1: those who don't know Joseph, Joe Joseph
0: only has girls.
2: yeah. I just said that. Why are you rubbing it in? And it eats <laughs> at it. Unfortunately, it
0: comes up a lot in in, in R T F and um and I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you've got all the boys. I've got all the girls. You'll do the math. Anyways, point being, look, we we we've taken a lot of time to get to this point. We've got a lot more content to cover.
0: if you really if you're enjoying this content please subscribe to the channel like us on facebook follow us on twitter like us on instagram consider being a patron of ours we do this after hours it is approaching midnight right now on the weekend we're doing this for you we're doing this because we love you and we really do love our patrons the more patrons we get the more shows we can make well ask yourself why would you not subscribe to this content what excuse
1: do you have? If you think you're a good Catholic, okay, how much are you... Wow. Well, no, Throwing seriously. Down. How if... much How much are you reading? How much are you praying, et cetera? Well, at least do one good deed and actually subscribe to something that actually provide you the content that you need for your daily daily
0: life. Okay, you heard it here first. Martin says if you don't subscribe, you're a bad Catholic. Well, okay, well... <laughs> No, but the thing is, like, <laughs> yes. no, we all have a conscience, okay? We need to act yes. according to That's our conscience. Yes. People
1: feel guilty they're not doing enough. Well, you know what? You need to provide the means to actually grasp and actually reach that goal. Well, we're just saying, like, you know what? We're throwing out content here that could actually be useful and could be a means for you to become a better
2: Catholic. Well, Whoa. let's true. go for it. Love it's it. Love you it. can still listen to it on, uh, in Podcastville, like Mike
0: likes to say as I well. I love Podcastville. If you are not contracepting... And you have not subscribed to this channel, you are wrong. Okay, go, Joe. (laughs) Some guiding principles, all right? So... We, we were asked to do this,
2: this show because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions and, you know, not coming from a large family, especially people are like, well, OK, I want to do what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know how it gets done and I don't know how logistically I'm supposed to make this happen. So we're going to go into some guiding principles, some things that you just have to start with as a given. Uh, these are things when you're when you're looking for a spouse. For a husband or for a wife, whatever whoever you might be, these are things that you should be looking in them as well. That they have this potential for this, because you're not going without these guiding principles. They're not going to make it either. So don't get um, sidetracked or or uh, infatuated about somebody if they're not actually willing to support the means and the basis of why you're getting married in the mm-hmm. first place to mm-hmm. have a
0: family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They oh, oh did, you want, did you want somebody to jump in? Go I thought you were it. going to go for it, man. No, go for it. Go for the gold. Okay, here we go. The first guiding principle, if you don't pray, are you, like, do you even Catholic, bro? Do you even Catholic, bro? <laughs> I mean, really. Think about that. If yeah, you don't no. pray, are you even Catholic? And if you don't pray together as a family, are you even a family? Yeah, well, St.
1: Thomas Aquinas says that if you do not pray for 30 days for an entire month, you commit a mortal sin.
2: You are Whoa. guilty. You are worthy of hell. No, wow. Notice that wow. we have a requirement to go to mass every Sunday, so mass does not count in that equation. Mm-hmm. So this means prayer routine, right? So you you have to be praying every day. You have to have a morning routine. You have to have an evening routine.
0: It's you so be- trite, Joe. People yes. say this. I I hear it all the time. It almost loses its impact. Yeah. But it is true. Well, it is true. The family who prays together stays together. Well, true. guess what? You have a job and you have
1: responsibilities. Ha ha. Well, you go to family, you have responsibilities as well, and you better
0: pick them up. Absolutely. You know what? Martin. Martin. I shouldn't have had that energy drink. Martin gave us <laughs> such <laughs> practical gold on our show about how to do family prayers. Yes, and if you have not seen that show, that's one of our highest rated shows. People thanked us profusely for it, and I believe that Martin's unique contribution to that show it was was, awesome. was brilliant. Check out How to Get It Done: Family Prayers. It's on our YouTube channel.
1: Well, another guiding principle for a good you know good family, good large family is charity and patience. You know what? You're stuck with each other. You better make the best of it.
0: Because Absolutely. otherwise,
1: you know, who wants to live in misery?
0: Yeah. No, it's it's true. You are stuck with each other. And we've done lots of shows that touch on the fact that you are stuck with each other. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of our most controversial shows of all time was the missing precept of the church. There used to be six precepts of the church that then it was dropped down to five. And uh, one one mysteriously went missing sometime in the eighties, Joe. Um, and that precept Weird. was about marriage. Yep. Yeah, uh, check it out. So yep. check out that show. But the
2: the charity and the patience part is, is critical, right? I mean, we, we this is this is a dictum from Christ Himself, specifically the two greatest commandments: you're to love God with everything you've got, as well as loving your neighbor as yourself. If you do not love your wife and you do not love your children. Or conversely, your husband and your children, with uh, as as much as you love yourself, it's not going to work. Yep. Especially in a large family, it's just going to turn into greater chaos than it was before. So know that this is going to be huge, right? And this is something that is a constant miss. This is not. I'm I'm not going to blame people. Oh, originally. Oh boy. For this, as in. Mothers and fathers and, out l- there.
0: Like how Martin did. Like he said, if you yes. don't subscribe, you're a bad Catholic. <laughs> you should still subscribe. I
2: did not <laughs> say that. My Words lawyer. Out of context. <laughs> my lawyer will, will confirm that. <laughs> That's very true. He would. Uh, leading the witness. But organization and hierarchy. Look, people think it's great to be organized. They're like, oh, that should be great. We should be organized. No, a hierarchy. If you do not have hierarchy in your family, and everything is not organized correctly in that hierarchy. You're going to fail.
0: Absolutely, I, absolutely. Now, you, you, uh, okay. Let's 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 actually go into this one, okay? Because you said earlier, and you quoted the Holy Pontiff, um, you know, Pius the Twelfth, and he was talking about how children are going to be better behaved from large families. The simple truth is, is that all of us have seen, borne witness to, and know. Large families, you know, people yeah, seven kids, eight kids, nine kids, who are not well behaved, actually. Mm-hmm. And that those families are literal hotbeds of chaos. It's 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 the terrorists running the asylum. Yeah. The kids aren't even dressed right. They the hair's never combed, like they're never wearing shoes. They I, barely get naked to mass.
1: Are you talking about my family?
0: Listen, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm not naming names here. Okay. I'm not naming names and I'm not taking the bait on that one. But hey, here's a call to action. All
1: you lazy guys that take your fatherhood for granted, you freaking hang better get your act together. Ooh. And I'm se- and I'm serious because oh. they're hiding behind this modern concept of equality, not to take up their responsibilities. Mm. Their wives have a. We're partners. Big, we're partners. We're equal. That, co- we're
2: fifty fifty. Right. Don't don't dive into this too much. We've got we've got <laughs> no, three yeah, signals to cover. I know. Well, whatever whatever it is. All right,
0: can we just do the wave tops show? Just do the wave tops. Martin, I got I am okay, pulling the rug moving out. On, I'm moving pulling on. the rug out from under Martin. <laughs> and he's yes, not sir. You're gonna separate get it. separate show. You're gonna no no no. It's it's happening later in this show. But Uh-oh. look, does democracy work in a family? Democracy does not
2: look. A lot of people talk about how wonderful democracies are. They do not work in families. Well, we don't have a feast day called Christ the President.
1: No, no. it's Christ, Christ
0: the King. Christ the Prime Minister. Yes. Christ. <laughs> no, no it, it doesn't Christ. Work. Christ the Chancellor. It, no, 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 no. He's Christ the King. And That's right. Christ the Tsar of education. Because of monarchy is a go. Tsar oh, works. Tsar works. Oh, Tsar's
2: cool. Works. Works. Oh, okay. We like Tsars. We like SARS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So and then,
1: uh, this is a fun show. There's a lot of laughter today. Yeah.
0: I was about to offer to get up and get everybody a refill while you guys. Yeah. Keep going. Is that good? Can we do that? <laughs> Love I think
2: it. that's good. All right. Martin, take us on the last one. All right. Discipline. So
1: look, this is this is probably going to be a separate show topic, but you can't have a large family without having a rule of life and having discipline. And this is something that we need to take to heart. We, there, It's like a business, right? You can't run business without actually having a common understanding who's going to do what, when it's going to happen, and how, okay? And I think people really need to take that to heart. The thing is, like, that's what I've seen with large families, and there's a transition period. You have a small number of children, and it all works fine, mm-hmm. okay? But then, when you start increasing the number of children, things get more intense. And how do you overcome intensity? Well, sorry, Mark is getting refills. <laughs> how do you overcome intensity? It's by creating structure and order, and that's how God has designed the world. He he he, he ordered the world and, and mm. brought
2: hierarchy and, and structure. Right. But and you also you 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 have to stick to it. And you've right. got to do the same thing and over and hard. over again. It's
1: hard. Every household should be a mini monastery, and in the right sense of the word. Yeah,
2: you, you know there there is enough spice to life without the basic things not being repeatable. Yep, I mean, they, trust me, they're like there is so we all know this, living in the world. There is so much that changes day to day. You don't have to worry about the basics of what time you get up, what time do you say prayers, what time do you start school, what time do you have dinner, what time do you pray your rosary. Those things need to be the same thing over and over and over again. And large families, the spouses— are or at
1: least should be on the same page what happens when and how we're doing yeah. it.
2: and and it's a struggle for everybody. This yep. is this is a struggle. This Separate show. Doesn't end coming up. Coming I, up.
0: Now I wanna add I want to add a quick mini section to this show that's not planned. Ouch. I'm I'm doing a little detour here. Oh yeah,
1: because we're only gonna go for a three hour show so let's add another
2: hour So Sure.
0: I <laughs> now I want to talk about uh p- the, the, the reason for people's aversions to large families and the preconceived, the preconceived notions that they have about what a child actually needs, and well, those are the excuses that, I, that they hide behind. For example, Johnny needs to be in 15 different extracurricular activities, and they all have to be very expensive, and he has to play team sports on 14 teams and play 13 musical instruments and learn 47 languages. Johnny needs extra tutoring, and Johnny has to be perfect. How can I do that fourteen times?
2: The, the, the How fact, can I yeah. do that? The fact of the matter is, is that you're not going to do that. They're going to have a normal childhood, and because you can't do that with a large family, and that's not necessary for their salvation. Well, who do you choose as a god or man? Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it.
0: I mean, but 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 you think about it, and like. The, the, the trend, the current trend in modern America today is to, for the parents to take on the burden of educating the, ch- the, the children up until their 26th birthday. That's why Obama put them on their parents' health care for that long. Yeah. That, and then you say, How can I pay for college for 12 children? How can I do that?
1: But you know what? You shouldn't be paying for college in the first
0: place. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to get to. Mm. That's what I wanted to get at is your mindset absolutely changes when you have a large family. And the reasons that people create to hide behind for why they don't want to have a large family are, at their heart, fundamentally, worldly reasons. They're reasons that are rooted in pride pride. And human respect Yep. because I want my children to go to Harvard. I want them to go to private school to in order to achieve that. Right. And I can only afford private school for one or two and that's it. And then you start, that is the mentality. That's the Protestant work ethic so-called, right? Mm. And yep. that is the trap that we fall into. Are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to Harvard? That's my question.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, that's actually fantastic. You know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many extracurricular brouhaha that people do. It's about the mentality you give them. Because there's large families who make their boys into men and their girls into princesses. It's all about what you pass them them on.
0: Absolutely. It's not
1: about playing the violin. No matter how beautiful that is. That's not what is it about.
0: Now I love playing the violin. My children do play the violin, and I'm not saying that we oh, wouldn't. Sorry, Mike. No, I, I was profiling you there. No, you did it. No, and John Senior <laughs> talks about in the in the upbringing of children that they have to go through this musical phase uh, before they can understand grammar, logic, and rhetoric. So music Alrighty. is important.
1: That's it. Well, now, we're folks, about the, to go ahead. This is one of the best shows we've ever had, folks. So I hope we stand, hang around. Absolutely, we got a lot to cover still. So Joseph, yeah. Yeah, please, we're going to drop the hammer
2: we haven't dropped the hammer oh, yet but you haven't dropped the hammer yet if know. you can believe that okay look oh, look we're we we've already talked about this these are going to require separate shows for these in each, each individually but this this is this is the mentality that you have to go into with any family but especially again with large family um is the responsibilities of the father the responsibilities of the mother the responsibilities of the children these people need to all take care of their responsibilities, have true humility, which is knowing who you are, what your responsibilities are, and acting accordingly. Ouch! That's humility. We got to call That's out the humility. dudes.
0: We have to start the with dudes the men start first because we have to. We're the
2: front line. You know, it's
1: funny. If I don't have all those characteristics in my company, I get fired. That simple.
0: That's true. If you abdicate your responsibilities, if you shove it off on someone else, if you say, well, that's really not my job, that's my my wife's job, it is someone else's job, you're done. You are done.
1: By the way, dismiss yourself. The world has a technical term for this. It's called a loser.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, And we're we're going to talk about all three
0: components. Don't be a loser, men. Let's start with the men. Don't be a loser. Go with the men. I, I thought what I just it, did it. Don't be a loser. Don't be
2: a loser. <laughs> oh, done. Next, uh, women. Anyways, uh, look, the father. You 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 have you have to get down to the basics and understand that the father is a representative to his wife and to his children as God. He is God's representative. He's not God. He is. He's he, he's he, accountable to God. He's but he's accountable directly to God. Okay, look for all again the losers out there that we're referring to, whoever you might be.
0: I just want I want Martin to say loser the way he says it. Could you please <laughs> losers, just say it?
2: Big L. <laughs> if you think that father so-and-so at it, the parish. Oh,
0: gosh. If he's in charge of your family. If
2: he's in charge of your family. you, He and, and your wife is in charge of yeah, your yeah, family. Yeah, those and your job is to go get a job and, and keep that money, job yeah. and
0: make money. You're done. You're done. You're done. It's over. You've screwed it up. It's done. It's over. Give up. Father such and such from the parish is not the outsourced father figure for your family. And you are not accountable to him. No. You are accountable to God, to God Almighty. Absolutely. Father such and such at your parish will help you and will be a trusted advisor to you. But ultimately, it's on you, buddy. The best example
2: of this that I, I still remember from my childhood is, re, is the movie, and it's not completely accurate, okay? But the, the, it, the, the historical fact of what happened with regards to the father of Bernadette did happen. I'm sorry, not Bernadette. Um, not Song of Bernadette. It's a movie about Fatima. No, no, no. It was Bernadette. It sorry. was Bernadette. Yeah. Bernadette. The Song of Bernadette. Yes. And the priest says, you need to go home right now on this father's property. And the father's standing right there, and he's like, this is my property, father. You have no rights here. Mm -hmm. This is my property.
0: How many men are willing to say that in this age of clericalism? How many men are willing to stand up and say, hey, you know what, father? I think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you got to stand up.
2: You have a responsibility. If father doesn't do his job and you do your job, you're off the hook for that. Yeah. But if father doesn't do his job and then you also don't do your job, you're on the hook directly to God. Now the, king, the sure.
0: king is responsible for the spiritual, mental and physical well-being of his subjects. And therefore the king of the house is responsible for the spiritual, mental well-being and, and, and physical well-being of his family. Mm. So that's how that works. The man has to therefore have a certain integrity of character. -hmm. You can call it strength. You can call, oh, actually, I think there's a word for it. It's called fortitude. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the cardinal virtues. It's one of the four cardinal virtues.
1: That's what men need these days. Well, I think we need to address the bigger problem in society. I think there's a confusion of identity of men. Okay, now if we apply this to work, everybody has a job they have a manager or they have an executive that they report to whatever it is you have someone that you report to and that person reports to someone else and etc right just like the priest the priest if you're you know with a diocese you have the bishop and the bishop's report to the archbishop and the archbishop is up to the pope well how does it work with the family if you truly truly believe that your wife is at the same level as you and you do not take up your responsibility as the quote-unquote manager, something's off. You are the manager, and people are waiting for you for leadership and guidance and vision. If you don't do that, things things are just going to go wrong. It's just bound to happen. Imagine that in your job, your manager is like lost and actually has no clue and doesn't help you. Well, what the heck? what kind of a manager would that be? That wouldn't help anyone. So it's really a call to action. Like You need to really make sure that you you understand your identity and your role in the family.
0: Yep. Now, ladies, we're going to get to you, but you need to step aside. Let the man lead. That's the corollary to that. Yep. You have to let the man lead and submit yourself in holy obedience to your king, the king of your house. Representative. So, okay, I, I but, love this but, list you put yeah, together, Joe. But,
2: and and teeing off on what you exactly said right there, I know it's difficult for the ladies who are not.
0: Oh well, it's
2: called the curse. A man. It's called the curse of Eve. Yeah, it's a curse, curse of Eve. But the thing is, is especially when your man does not have these. So looking to the men about these qualities that we're going to talk about. You gotta have these. You've got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself if you have these, and if you don't have them, go get them, because that is wrong for you to expect your wife to respect you and to follow you if you don't do these things. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have her own responsibilities, but you have a responsibility to her and the children.
0: Joe, I'm going to do something. Do it. I'm throwing you a curveball, buddy. (laughs) I am going to say something that you are not ready for me to say. Don't hurt me. I am going to make an announcement on this show that you are not ready for me to announce. What What about me? Am, am I just third, the fifth wheel here? Well, yeah, fifth? I, Joe, no, Joe, wheel. Joe, Joe knows what I'm about to say. Martin, Martin, what can we say about Martin? Um, first, let's put the camera on us. Should we just stop the show in case it's scandalous? Okay, <laughs> here's the thing. And I'm making a special announcement to you people right now who are listening. Restoring the Faith Media is about to unveil a program for men that is going to help them in this regard. That's all I'm going to say. That's a hint. Hint. That's a hint. Hint. We are unrolling a national program that is going to specifically help you men, you dudes out there who are hanging in on this show. We got something for you. We are working on it right now behind the scenes. Um, please support us on Patreon so we can spend more time on it. Please, please. Okay, Joe. All right, let's get back to action. Here. I okay. love the list.
2: Prayer and virtue. Said it. We said to, it. You've got to have those things. This is this is a given, right?
0: We if know, you don't have those this. things, you're just just exit stage left. Yeah. Okay. It's, don't even try because you're not
2: going to do this on your own. You're not going to do. You're not going to have the strength to enforce your willpower on all your other responsibilities if you don't pray and practice virtue. The spiritual life
0: is more difficult than any job out there. It is. It is harder for most people to sit down and pray, to communicate with your God, your creator. It is more difficult for you to do that than it is for you to drive a forklift for 14 hours or whatever your profession is. People find it hard. But you
1: know what? talk is cheap. So how do you get there? Right? How do you pray and all do all these things? You need to stop. Stop whatever you're doing. Slow down and think, what is my responsibility? Who am I? What should I do and how to get there?
2: There are plenty of resources already on shows that we've done about how to get there
1: talk to exactly call talk to catholic friends that you have help me get there
0: what do you do how what can i learn from you yep You've okay to- uh the next point look being a the man of the house is not for the faint of heart this is a wimp free zone okay <laughs> this is a wimp free zone if you're a wimp if you're a wuss or worse yeah please uh turn off this podcast or this <laughs> show. just un- just unsubscribe from life just, just stop. Just, you know what? Go join a monastery. Actually, you
1: know what? We've always asked people to subscribe. So if you haven't done so, please yeah. do so. But if you are subscribe a subscribe to the
0: show, if you are a win, please unsubscribe. But unsubscribe <laughs> for life. Just, just cancel yourself. Because look, look, I, we're not saying you got to lift heavy things to be masculine. Okay, it helps. Mm-hmm. It helps. It's it's a good thing to be physically strong. As a, as a leader of your fit. family, yep. able to defend your family, able to save them in the event of a fire. Can you, can you fireman carry your wife um, and take her down the flight of stairs and through the front door if there's a fire or, or some other ex, uh, exit in the house? Catholic Guardians can. Catholic Guardians can. We know Catholic <laughs> Guardians can. Catholic <laughs> Guardians can, can do it one-handed. Yeah. Catholic Guardians can lift our entire families one-handed with his pinky <laughs> Catholic Guardians I know you're listening brother I want you to like this oh. show tag it share it <laughs> we wish we were as masculine as you are Nobody, you have that market cornered but grace builds upon nature and the nature of a man is to be rugged it's to be strong it's to be audacious that's what a man is he's courageous that's what a man is a man can stand toe to toe with his parish priest and say father I got this You do you, I'll do me. That's what a man does. A man can stand toe-to-toe with his wife and say, Woman, this is my decision. I'm putting my foot down. It has to be this way. It's for your own good. That's what a man does. A man sucks it up. (laughs) A man sucks it up and provides for his family and he exercises the virtue of frugality. He's frugal. He doesn't spend lavishly on himself. He makes sacrifices of himself. Least people notice the liquor here on the table. He makes uh, sacrifices of himself.
1: Drink. Th- well. Okay.
0: All right. I'm pausing for. I'm pausing for effect. Slash, my you throat's know, getting tired. By the way,
1: it's very funny. This is just by way of anecdote, but for my sister-in-law, I have. In the past, been looking on CatholicMatch.com for the right spouse. It is interesting to see how few men describe themselves as manly. What what is up with that?
2: It, there's a lot of sensitive guys out there. There's there, a there's, there
1: an are,
0: on, there's an attack. There's an attack on masculinity. You know, there is. It's it, a it's, it's a concerted attack.
1: It's a satanic attack. FYI, men, women actually like masculinity.
0: They, they do. They're kind of they attracted
1: to that. They don't, they, they don't attract the ladies. They're yep. attracted to men.
2: Except for whatever, but you may have to work for at work.
1: All right, okay. moving on. Wow.
2: Intellectual life. <clears throat> Said that. Hey, it happens. Intellectual life. The camera's it, on you. Look, you, you, you've you, you, have got to read. You've got to know what the faith is. You, you can't be ignorant. No, you can't be ignorant. You've got to have a ba- at least a basic grasp of philosophy. And at least a basic grasp grasp of theology. Well, this you know is what, Joseph? The information I, age. You know what? I disagree with that, Joseph. Oh, I disagree oh with that. Oh, this is okay. the
1: first argument ever on restoring the faith. You know what? You don't have to know it all, or you don't have to have a basic knowledge because it's hard sometimes to get the right resources. No, it's However, not. Yes it is. No. Well, you, what what are you gonna do? You're gonna pick up a book with two hundred and fifty pages? No, you don't have to well, do that. But no, but then, you but can just is...
0: subscribe to restoring the Faith. Well that's exact
1: <laughs> No, truly, this is what I was gonna say. Is you know what? You don't have to go through a complicated book, right? You can adopt simple means like listening to the show. Look, this is our so mission. So we don't disagree. Right. Well we do <laughs> we agree and disagree. <laughs> but 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 the thing is my point is what is the show about? Ask yourself, why are we listening to this to this show? Okay. The thing is that we have taken it up on ourselves as a mission to, to do the reading and tell you guys about it. Like, hey, this Give is me the it. skinny, if you exactly. will. Exactly. Like we want to make it as easy as possible for you guys.
2: Yep. So Absolutely You, know, you gotta have a basic uh, understanding of these things. This we are one resource in which you can do that at so Absolutely, you got You got to. You got to have an intellectual. Well, you have life. to you have know to the faith, of, right? And and, you and have to. And you can't just listen to this, and just think that that means that you're done. That oh, by pushing absolutely. play, that you did something. No, no, you you started something. You got to finish it, right? You can't,
0: right? Yeah, you can't outsource your you need thinking to be hungry for truth. Yep, to mm-hmm. somebody else. That's it. Okay, and I think it's important to say that you should, as a man, you should be a gentleman. The gentleman saint, St. Francis de Sales, is the patron saint of restoring the faith. And I love to bring him up at all times, whenever possible, because his attention to detail, his manners, his dress, his posture was impeccable. Impeccable. There would be times where he would be studying the faith late at night in his personal chambers. And one of his assistants would come and find the holy saint with perfect posture at his desk, reading his book, he's not slouching around. He didn't. Everyone's sitting up straight. Everyone is like, "I'm not slouching either." <clears throat> that doesn't apply. I, I, I like to sit up straight. But this is a man who defines gentlemanliness, and mm. we have we have talked about chivalry. We had Raymond D'Souza on the show, and we talked about medieval chivalry. Yep. Um, this is an important thing. Look, we already said you have to be rough, rugged, and strong to be masculine. But sh- you can also brush your teeth and be a gentleman, too. You, deodorant's don't, have to, cool.
2: you don't have to stink. Yeah, deodorant's cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, too many details? No, I'm just no, saying. I no, mean, no, this no is really. Basic. Look, I'm serious. The, the number of guys who sh- show up to your church think about it the number of guys who show up to your church who wear a t-shirt to mass again that's not a gentlemanly thing to do basic cleanliness basic uh appropriate dress yeah well, Appearance, all these
0: things dress code is right. is very how you dress is how you signal to the world what you think about yourself and it's a representation of your dignity. Absolutely. So if you are signaling to the world that you are a t-shirt and cargo shorts guy, if you're a t-shirt and cargo shorts guy, it means you don't take yourself seriously. The only thing you live for are banal pleasures. You want to be comfortable. That's what you want to be. It's you want in- to be comfortable.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to note that people for work make sure they look, they look good, right? Mm-hmm. And then the weekends, they they look like slobs. Like, right. how do you think your what do you think your wife and your children are going to think of you? Yeah, yeah right. You do you
2: not care about them? That's right. More than you care about people at work. That's and right. And unfortunately, I work in a workplace where nobody cares regardless, even even at work. But the Still, fact of the matter is, is the, there there we we know that there are different vocations. Yeah, we know that there are different kinds mm-hmm. of work. You should dress according to the work that you do. Just because you work at a place that means that you program on a computer does not mean that you have to dress like a slob. If you're on a construction site, you, you, you have to
0: dress appropriately for that.
1: In essence, it means that you esteem the world more than your own family and your own blood. Right.
0: How sad is that? What kind of message you're communicating to your children? You say, I care what my boss thinks about me, but I, ha- I could give two you-know-whats about what you care about me, kids. Mm-hmm. I don't it. care what you think about me. That's yeah, it.
1: Well, don't complain if your children are going to rebel against you.
0: Yeah, and and it sounds it sounds like we're harping on this dress code thing, Joe. It yeah, sounds like we're strange. like it's coming out of left field. I think this one's going to draw some comments too. I think people Maybe. are going to come on there and say, I like to be comfortable. Well, guess what? Don't let it come. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. You're wrong. All right. We already kind of said it, and I said the word fragility already. You need to provide for your family. Okay. You need to be a good provider. If you're not prepared to provide for a family, you're not prepared to start a family. So. college is not for everybody, but if you think college is for you and college is going to help you provide for your family, go to college. If college is not going to help you provide for your family, if you're going to study underwater basket weaving and women's studies, don't go to college. Don't enter a marriage saddled with $100,000 of student debt that you're going to have to be paying off, which precludes you from buying a car and a house and providing for your family.
2: Two basic sides to this. You need to carefully consider what your career is. Your career should not be important to you because you love it. Or because it's so nobody enjoyable. loves his
0: career. Nobody loves no. his career.
2: No, there there That's are a few right. select people out there. I think my my, my, my dad with the uh, GM uh, or one of the GMs of IBM. They are not not. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't with him. It was with another one of his uh, peers. Uh, they sat together and they talked about all the guys that they went to school with. This was, it was not that guy. It was it was a, one of his peers, and they said, yeah. Wow, of all the guys we went to school with, we think that we know of one guy who actually loves his job, and he works for NASCAR. He works for NASCAR, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Exactly. I have a cousin who's a video game tester. Yeah, wow. No. I'm sure there
2: are plenty of listeners out there who would well, love, to, I feel be, like love being that. He loves feel,
1: his job. I feel profiled again because I love my job, but. Yeah, let's move on. But
2: but again, the main point is is that you should think carefully about your career and the level of of quality of life that you are willing to. to to work for to do that not everybody's called to do the same thing not everybody's called the same quality of life but you you as as a man should understand what kind of quality of life you're going to give to your children and take the smartest route towards that the most resourceful route towards that and then on the other side like you said mike on the frugality part don't waste your money
0: yeah hey look make money um, don't waste it and it's okay to have a side hustle can i can i say it that way it's perfectly acceptable to hustle on the size. I mean, how many men these days? Okay. Let me tell you a little story about my grandparents. My grandfather was a Boeing engineer. He lived up in Seattle. He worked 15 hours a day in a very high stress building and designing airplanes that would not fall out of the sky on nights and weekends. He was managing what became an empire of rental properties. Um, he started with one, then it became two, then it became three. Now I get it. Eighty years ago, it was easier to acquire multiple properties. But guess sure. what? My father's memories as a child are being six years old with a paint roller, rolling ro- paint, rolling a wall because one tenant moved out of some apartment and they were mm-hmm. expecting a new ca- someone else to move into an apartment. You can involve your children in this work, and side hustle is a way. Look. If you and Chesterton talks about this, um, and and this is really Catholic economics today in the modern economy, you quite often have to leave your house and you don't work with your hands and your children have no idea what it is that you do. You're Mm -hmm. just gone in the olden days. Your children would see you working. They would be part of it and they would be witness to you negotiating the obstacles of work. And exercising the virtues of patience as you figure out problems and overcome obstacles and work with your hands and make things. And, uh, and that opportunity doesn't exist. When you have a side hustle, when you have a different job, a weekend job, let's say, and you can involve your children, this is actually a good thing. Because then they can see father working they can see the intellect, the will, the perseverance, the fortitude um, that they wouldn't see if you're going off to your office job and sitting in front of a computer all day and they have no they think you're playing a video game.
2: Yeah.
1: We need to do a show about that.
0: Yep. No, it, you it's know,
1: helping helping catholic gentlemen get a better job and and be successful in life so they can support their own family.
2: That's absolutely true. No. Mm-hmm. And we're, and we'll do it and we'll yep. do it. Ladies. We have to talk about one more thing about guys that you'll yeah. like this part. Oh yeah. Uh, Ladies. Will love this. We'll, we'll, we'll get this part done and then we will move on to you. So he must love his wife and his children. He must, he must love his wife and his children. He's got to love his wife and his children. Now, Love and charity, as we referred to earlier on, is mm-hmm. super important. This is what binds the family together, is this charity that we have amongst ourselves. Yeah, it, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it looks different in di- different scenarios in the life of a family. Sometimes love is mushy-gushy, affectionate, all that sort of stuff. And that is important. Mm-hmm. That is important for a man to show towards his wife and children. And a gentleness. Mm-hmm. But sometimes love, and more often than not, love takes form in ways that is required only that the father can give. Remember that this is not something that you want your wife to have to be dealing out. No. Well, the hard, the tough love.
1: I have a secret for men.
0: Ooh, a secret. Secret for men, Oh, yeah.
1: Here's a secret tip for successful husbands. Okay, we just had Valentine's Day. You know what? Showing love is... More than just one day, uh, one day a year. How wow. about That's that? Novel. That's, That's novel. right.
2: Yeah, you mean flowers and chocolates don't mean love just by themselves?
0: I think actually we did a whole show about love in yeah, charity. What sure is did. charity? And it's not mushy gushy. Charity versus nice. That's it. It's not being polite. It's not niceness. It's willing the good of the beloved. Sometimes love can be tough, and it has to be tough.
1: Anyway, that was my uh, your pleasure. Your, your contribution. Wife. Family tip
0: of the week. <laughs> That's beautiful. Okay, uh, we are transitioning into the ladies, and at this time, I have to point out there is a member of Restoring the Faith who's not with us right now. There is a member who's not with us, but I want to Martin. thank. I, well, who's it's Ma- Martin you? just left. Where's Martin going? Uh, there's a, now, there are two members who are not with us, but the other member who's not with us is Tom, and I want to thank Tom for this Roku gin, this Japanese craft gin, Roku gin. Now, you're drinking scotch over I here.
2: Know. I was like, what are you because
0: drinking? Because you're a man. <laughs> you always you just, just said something about yourself and <clears> Tom. You, you, just, you just spit <laughs> that out. Uh, but this Roku gin is fine. It is a fine gin. Thank you, Tom. Tom couldn't be here tonight, but he could in a way in a way. All right, Jules. That that
2: was your nice tip to everybody who's been complaining about not talking about what it is that we're drinking during the show.
0: A lot of people have asked us, what are you drinking? (laughs) What are you drinking? And it pairs well. At first I had it paired with fever tree, tonic water, the green bottle, which is elderflower. Those people need to send you a free case. But I, I ran out of the green elderflower, tonic water. And now I am forced to drink just the yellow bottle, which is the Indian Tonic water. I have nothing against the Indians. The Indian tonic water is the type of tonic water that you would use when you really want to taste the gin, when you don't want the tonic water to get in the way of the gin, when you really want to understand the botanical nature of the gin that you're drinking. And I have to say, Joseph, that this Roku gin has become more fine. As this show has progressed.
2: It's it's literally the most affordable gin that exists in the upper echelons.
0: In the upper echelons. Of gin. And I can taste many, many Japanese botanicals because I've, I've paired it with the yellow tonic mm. water. So for, for pro tip, if you have a cheap gin, serve it with the green tonic water because people will be fooled by that. And they will think that you've served them a very botanically fine gin. But it's really just... Hidden in this flavor of tonic water. But if you have a fine gin and you want that to shine through, Joe, use the yellow tonic water. Okay, now, done. <laughs> for our friends in St. Louis, and you know who you are, who are always pestering me about how to drink a gin and tonic, I have just revealed just so done. much to you. It just you. happened.
2: Secrets. Secrets okay? revealed.
0: All right, ladies. All right. Sammy, this one's for you, Sammy. No, no, not no, not the ladies part. No, just the Titanic part. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the ladies. The husband is the king of the home. What does that make the wife? Any takers? The the, the slave. No. Yes, that's what the wife is. She's the slave. <laughs> That's she, what that's what that's what society tells unfortunately, us. Unfortunately, it is. That's that is what it is. And and the the fat and here's the proof in the pudding, right? The world whom so many modern women are trying to impress are proving that they that that the world thinks that they're slaves. I'm sorry, so you're married and, and unless you're married to a sensitive man, sensitive, you you he goes to his work and you go to your work And guess who has to do the bulk of the chores when you both get home? The ladies do.
0: Of course. She's packing the lunches.
2: Yeah. She's planning the meals. Unless she has domestically trained her husband to actually do more work than he does, in which case he becomes a slave and the underdog just as a necessity.
0: You are the queen of your house. The queen. She's the heart. She's She's the heartbeat. She's the nucleus. That's it. This is the the
2: best part of the show right here. This this is a tribute that we can give to mothers who are truly queens of their homes. Absolutely. Their royalty. Yeah. There was an article I just read on the the Daily Mail. I don't read the Daily Mail all the time. It just, for some reason, it came up and caught my eyes. And they were making fun of this woman. You're being so defensive, Joe. I know. I know. But I had to click it because it just said, life back in the 50s. And they're like, look at this woman. She wakes up at 4 a.m. in the morning to do her hair for two hours and then make sure that she has breakfast on the table before her husband leaves at 6 a.m. in the morning and doesn't go to bed without, you know, turning on the, the, the dryer, you know, or turning on the washer with a full load of clothing and making sure that, you know, dinner was prepared beautifully and the house was always clean for him when he came home. And she didn't even go to work. This was a actual article that was on the Daily Mail. This was news. Didn't your mother get up at five o'clock in the morning, Joseph? My, I don't know if my mother
0: ever slept. Okay, I don't think she does sleep, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Still to this day. I don't think so. Okay, look- so uh, quick example. St. Augustine. St. Augustine writes so lovely, such lovely, powerful words about his mother because he understands that the role of the woman is to be good. It's to be good, she is good, she's goodness. the man is truth he is has to be right, he has to know what he's talking about, and he has to take a stand and be right. The mother is goodness in addition to her innate role as being beautiful. Mm-hmm. women are just beautiful, yep, but she is fundamentally good, and Saint Augustine attributes his conversion and his perseverance mm-hmm. To his mother, Saint Monica.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's very true. It's funny, actually. Wow, I'm just having breaking news. This just in. Sorry, just a thought that I'm having. It's called. We talk about. We talk <laughs> streaming at one ninety-two kilobytes per second. The true, the good, and the beautiful. It is in it. it you you talk about men being true. This is the intellectual aspect mm-hmm. of of God, right? The, the, and this is where we're all we're all driving towards, right? This isn't to say that women are stupid. No. This isn't to say that women can't think. That but it's quite but, the but, opposite. But, yes, absolutely, it is. Sorry, I didn't understand how you were saying that for a moment. But the the true. In that, that the man has the intellectual or should have the intellectual capabilities. And that the woman is beautiful. And that they meet together in the middle, that they both should be good, that the man should arrive to the true conclusions, and that the beauty should be good in and of itself. And but this is this is the spice that that the women bring to life. Look, without women there would just be blah. It would be a Miserable existence. Sausage fest. Um, Uh, It calls this out in Genesis. Like what... Adam walked with God. Adam walked with God. And yet God said, it is not good for him to be alone. And that he gave this beautiful gift of woman
0: to man. It is... He was walking with God. What more do you want? Women are... Beautiful, and they're supposed to be beautiful. Yes. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that beauty can convert as a a precedent condition to truth or goodness. Beauty turns your head and captures your imagination long before the truth or the goodness of an idea. And a woman has to turn your head... Before she can turn your heart. And that is the essence of being a woman is to be beautiful and to be something that men aspire to behold and to chase and to have and to hold. That is what a woman. It's a superpower. Yeah. Because she can take that power and she can either use it to inspire men to be good. Or. She can seduce them to the depths of depravity. And nobody else in the world can do that. I can't do that to you, Joseph. I can't take you t- to hell with me no. as easily as a woman can take you to hell. Yeah, it's a fact.
2: It's a fact. It's like this, this, this magical staff almost. It's
0: like you can only
2: go this way or you can go that way.
0: And I can't inspire you to heaven. As convincingly as a woman can inspire you to heaven, no. I had to say that because no. I felt like I was going to get a comment that said that women take men to hell and whatever. No,
2: no, no. But th- th- this is this is also why it's very common to um, to be our uh, angels to be represented as effeminate a- a- a because we look to women mm-hmm. on Earth very true. as mm. as an ideal innocence as an ideal beauty and so when we oftentimes not always and there there are many wonderful representations of very very virile masculine angels but oftentimes in all sorts of forms of art they have sometimes effeminate features because we we look towards that if women really only really appreciated the effect of how good and beautiful that they are and that if impact that it has on a man, it 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 would just it would bl- it would blow all, our, all of
0: our minds. Oh my gosh! So today, sorry, go ahead. I
1: want to actually talk very briefly about something that is happening in our current society. I think it's one of the biggest problems, and I think people underestimate it. People are focused on the fact that the sovereign pontiff has you know makes funny statements or this all kinds of things going on in the
0: world. For example, don't breed.
1: Like rabbits?
0: Yeah, or... I mean, just off the top of my head, that one came
1: to mind. I don't know why. (laughs) But I think one of the biggest problems with current society right now is the male identity. They are pushing the sodomite identity and the equality between men and women left and right. Okay? Yeah. So, ladies, if you care about your husbands, if you care about your family, okay, Here's the here's the deal. Okay? I think a lot of guys are not stepping up on to the game that they should be. I think we all agree to that, right? Sure. There are there are there are weak men, they're not yes. you know taking up their responsibilities, they're not taking care of the boys, they're not oh, taking care oh. of the children. Nobody nobody talks right? about weak
0: men quite right. like Catholic Guardians.
1: So but the natural reflex would be for a lady to like, whoa, hold on, I want to protect my family if the guy ain't doing what he should be yeah, doing, she steps up, right? She steps up. Yeah. Right? Now the thing is that I think you need to reflect on how you do this. Because you can you can really take it over to such an extent that you're actually taking away from the male responsibility. And then if a guy has a confused kind of I don't know, notion of what he should be doing, he's gonna step back even more, right? So oh, how, is, oh, yeah. You how, should give that man reading space. How many times do you see space? these
0: families where the mother is like the alpha female? She's right. in charge of everything. And the dude just sits around and plays video games. He checks right. out. He's right. like, I'm checked out. I'm done. And, you know what? She's got it. Right. And the thing is, like, look, I'm not
1: saying that women who step up are necessarily doing wrong. I'm not saying that because sometimes it's really necessary. But, however, you should consider the two questions how can I stimulate my husband to move into the right direction where he takes responsibilities that he should? Mm -hmm. And secondly, like how, you know, know, I don't know, how can I step back to, you know, there's two virtues actually that stand out with men and women. With men, the virtue that stands out with the saints, it's courage and fortitude, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really what men excel in, okay? Mm. And with the ladies, with with our lady, with Mary, okay, it's humility. Mm. So truly one of the most excellent virtues to imitate as a woman is humility. Ask yourself, like, how can I be humble and in, in, in that sense support my husband and, and stimulating really to get to that stage where I'm fully supportive and I'm putting myself yeah, yeah. in the background. That's well, it. here's
0: one of the ways to do that, they, they can, that they can do that, and this is one of the points that we um, had wanted to cover anyway. When a woman runs a well oiled machine at home, when the domestic life is taken care of, when she views her domestic duties as her calling, her vocation, when she takes it seriously and treats it like a profession, the man can do nothing but succeed, especially in a professional environment. I mean, and because we know that this is true because the inverse is Absolutely true, yep the inverse is when when you've lost control of the home life, when there's when, when it's when it's chaos when you get yep. home, when nothing is is orderly, when the man comes home to a dumpster fire and he's sucked in to to the domestic life, he cannot focus his mind, his energies, his attentions on providing and protecting the family
2: yeah I, I, look again th- this is this is the problem this is the world has deceived us. In order to destroy the family, you don't have real mothers, you don't have real wives, you don't have real families. Yeah, fact of the matter, fact of the matter. You, you know, you can make the argument, even in some cases, that if the the husband is off more often than not away from the family, that you still can have a very real family with a good, solid woman who knows what she's doing. I know exactly. A great example is, especially in times of war. Like, you talk about the Crusades, you talk about, you know, World War I, you could even talk about World War II. Families still existed, good families still existed because there were solid, committed women who were wives of, of soldiers, of Marines, of knights, of all these. These families still moved on because these women knew what needed to be done. And they carried it on almost single handedly.
0: Come home with your shield, or on it, or on it. Spartans,
2: absolutely.
1: And actually, you know, we're running to the end of the show here. But the thing is, like, what I did want to kind of slightly refer to is the passage of Saint Paul and the chapter uh, and the Epistle to the Corinthians, is whereby he reminds men to love their wives, right, and the women to be obedient to their husbands. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of women have asked me and have been confused like why is this being mentioned etc cetera, etc cetera, right the reason why is because men are prone to stop loving their wife after the honeymoon is over yep right and it's a reminder and for women okay it I think there's a natural tendency sometimes to overwhelm the guy and kind of take over they don't they don't mean to do so no but you know, and then St. Paul is reminding them that, you know, there's a hierarchy in life and that's what you should follow.
2: Yeah. Mm. So they're none of this mutual submission crap. Absolutely. They, they're just out of control, the mutual submission thing. Mm-hmm. No, you're not mutually submissive to each other. Yep. You are the man, you love your, your wife as Christ loved the church, and women must submit. But you know what? We're going to talk about children here in a little bit, and we're going to talk about how important to the children this is for them to be obedient and to submit and how much pleasure that gives to you if you happen to be a uh, you know if you're a woman you know how wonderful it is when your children just listen to you and they do what they say now apply that to your husband how much more invigorating that is to your husband and how much more love will your, your husband have for you by just doing what he asked you to do that's it that's it. You're not a slave. You're the queen. Oh, he no. wants to please you. We love he you ladies. He wants to make you happy. Absolutely. But th- th- this is a two way
0: street. This yeah, isn't well, a one way street. It, it turns no. out that it works. Works beautifully. It, it works a lot better. Uh, now, women. Women are naturally inclined to the uh, care of children. Yes. There. It's. It's written in their hearts. It's in their DNA. It's in their. It's, it's. It's in their instincts. So women think about the the rearing of children, their upbringing. Their education, their diet. I mean, how many moms out there? How many moms who are listening to this show right now are saying to themselves, "I got to make sure that my children eat organic diets and that they have green foods." And I don't know, you know are they getting the vitamins that they need? And and I'm, you know, I've got to, I've got to find the right free range eggs for them to eat. And uh, Stop. I get- my, <laughs> no, I mean, my
2: mom wasn't like that at all. She was like. You got food.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you made but, it. But women, Lunch but, is served. But women are certainly inclined to these things. They think about the health and well-being of their children. Not that fathers don't do that, but fathers have to provide and protect. Provide and protect. Okay? Yeah. Now, you, um, you you, said also that, that, that men have to, firstly, they have to be men of prayer. Yes. That's equally true of women. Mm -hmm. Women have to pray, too.
2: And in in
0: a sense,
2: in a sense, and and only in a sense, it's even more important for them to be prayerful, Mm -hmm. in a sense, only because they are with these children at every single waking moment. And as we all know, waking moments often happen in the middle of the night, too. Mm -hmm. These they need to give that. They are the constant example. The husband has to go off to work, but they are the constant example. The, these children are going to learn how to pray the rosary from you. These mm-hmm. children are going to learn how to say their morning prayers from you. Dad might just be off early in the work, you know, off to work, and he doesn't have, you know, the, the, the time to say the morning prayers with the rest of the family. He's got to go off. So they have to be prayerful. But so on top of all of that, so the, 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 that's just an important point, right? But they also have to be feminine. Mm-hmm.
0: They do. And, and, and really, femininity is the antidote to feminism. Because the great weakness of feminism is that feminism denies femininity.
1: Okay, let's just face it. Okay, there's a cocktail out there in the world that has polluted our minds. It's, that, it's called Sex in the City. Yeah.
0: That's what it is. It's a TV show, it's
1: Friends, it's I, the popular culture. I'm sorry, we our family only watches Lassie, so well, that's I have good, no idea yeah. what that is. But <laughs> anyway, so um, no, what I want to say is that the world out there is throwing out the message that you know, making yourself look beautiful for a lady is you know, you know that's old
2: school, right? Like people yeah, should accept you the way they
1: are. Exactly, should accept you the way they are.
2: And 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 in some cases, the opposite extreme with, uh, well, that's too beautiful and that's vain right that that and, and right. that's, that's, that's that's less often the case but a lot of people there there are definitely people out there that think But that I should not I
1: just want to call out the shift that's happening okay so that they're saying to to some extent like you know ladies like, you know you are who you are you should be loved the way you know the way you are without makeup don't worry about it and at the same time at men they're saying like you know what yeah who cares about dressing nicely because you know who you are who you are you know what? It's funny, but that formula actually doesn't work. Your wife actually likes your you know the man, the husband to be dressed nicely. It's mm-hmm. it's funny. You know what? How huh, how strange. Social media is actually wrong or the newspapers are actually wrong, mm-hmm. right? And vice versa. Ladies, your husband will love you even more if you if you make yourself even more even more beautiful and accentuate, you know, what you are yeah that that is
2: yeah that's absolutely true. it's it's very important she should uh, yeah
0: and 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 she can accentuate how she is not just in her appearance not just in her physical appearance and how she carries herself these are important things dressing like a lady wearing a dress you are not Um, average right show it right but but also in her intellectual prowess Yes. But there's a fundamental difference between um the intellectual uh, responsibilities of a woman in a well-ordered Catholic family um than the intellectual responsibilities of a man in a well-ordered Catholic family. Because fundamentally, not only does he have to be a master of the faith and understand what is, what is actually true so that he can lead his family, mm-hmm. but he also has to be a master of his trade. She has to be a master of her trade as well, but her trade is the rearing of children. And so she needs to be an expert in raising and rearing and educating children. Mm-hmm. So she should be an intellectual giant in that regard.
1: You know what? The amazing thing is that it comes very natural. Of course it does. But that's the amazing thing because women think, like, I need to read books. Let me order some books on Amazon for it. It's Mm
0: counter-instinctual. It's counter-instinctual for a woman to deny that and to go out and say, well, no, actually, I'm going to become a marketing executive. Yeah. I know, but it's so funny. I have to have a
2: PhD to teach my children. But
0: the funny thing is so many women think of
2: these days. They Mm -hmm. think like, well,
0: I don't have the experience. How am I going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know what? God provides. Now, there's a premise here that we haven't actually stated. There's a premise that is underlying a lot of what we're saying with regards to having a big family and the role of the woman in the big family. And so I have to state the premise so that we can unearth it and bring it out into light. And that is that homeschooling is the preferred option for rearing children homeschooling is the preferred option if you send your children to school if you send them to public school you might as well send them to hell period yes now that's, that's, true. that's the now I what I'm saying right now is the ideal. This is the ideal. Well, well not everyone can do well, the ideal. Well
2: hold on a second, hold right? on a second. Back up, back up, back up, this up, is up. the
0: practical ideal yeah, of okay. the situation the, the, of today. The, okay. The, right. Given right. the circumstances, yes. right? It is yes. certainly
2: not the ideal. No, it's but not given the, ide- the No, it's not
0: the objective ideal out there, you know, in whatever. But in the practical world so in Mike, which we live.
1: Did you go to public school?
0: I did. I'm oh my a product goodness, of public like school. You just stated I know. That. I did. I'm a pro I'm the guy sitting here in this room with you you 2 i'm the one who's only been catholic for 15 years i'm the convert
1: like you con- you're only 15 years old
0: i am the convert from the world from the public school world i even went to state school for higher education okay people I have an if advanced, you ha- if you're listening ad- to the show please shut it down martin, right now martin i have an advanced degree from a state university i am i am Mr Secular okay like my brother will so i need to talk to my psychiatrist no not about an advanced not an advanced degree Just a degree. That's true. Right. Okay. So check this out. Ladies, now listen and listen up. Okay. One of the things that women just excel at, and one of our first shows, Joe, when we talked about the family book, we talked about how fantastically only a woman can do this. Only a woman can distribute the graces of her house. Imagine that. Our lady distributes the graces of heaven and you ladies distribute the resources of your house and family book show. This is family book show. This is early days of RTF. One of our first shows. I think we did it live on Facebook. Yeah. Whoa. To the woman who cannot do that. Whoa. To the family that takes their patrimony and spends it and wastes it. Could right you put that in practical terms for the rest of the f- listeners? Women are thrifty. They're yes. creative. Learn to sew. You'll save a lot of money. You can make your clothes at home for your yeah. children. Learn to bake. You'll save a lot of money. You don't have to go to Starbucks. Shouldn't go to Starbucks anyway, yeah. right? But learn to do the things at home that you can do cheaper, better higher quality. Yeah. You know the ingredients. You know you know what's happening there. Right. You can involve the children. It almost becomes a Montessori school. Don't don't be
2: the wife of the husband that has to be at work telling all the other guys saying, "Yeah, my wife's burning a hole in my pocket. I got to got to do what I got to do and I got to work some extra hours cuz my wife's burning a hole in my wallet." Right? Look, I mean Guys, just have like enough, the men, guys, have to deny themselves. Yes, guys have to do the same thing, right? And it's easy for us to blame blame our wives for that, right? But there's there's plenty of things that that we are tempted to go spend money on that we probably shouldn't go spend money on. But don't give your husband the excuse in which, yeah, don't 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 don't, don't, don't give your husband the excuse. You need to be taking care of what he is working hard for you. And the children. Listen,
0: there are certain guns that I have to have. That's not a luxury; (laughs) it's a necessity. Okay, Joe. All right, I'm just saying that right now. Period. Guns. Okay, just just just, (laughs) yo. Let's let's just let's just move on from that. Hashtag too much information. We are talking now about we're talking about large families. Okay, we have been speaking ad nauseum about the role of men and women. We're gonna drive it home now with the responsibilities of the children very quickly before we get practical about the finances. We've been alluding to the finances. Listen up, children. Children in large families, you have a responsibility too. if you're playing this podcast in a car, hey, children, this is for you. Hi, we're speaking to you. Look,
2: your parents have a responsibility to do everything for you. They give you clothes. They give you food make sure you get up and go to bed. They play with you. They teach you how to pray. They teach you manners. They teach you lessons. They teach you about the world. They're doing everything they can for you. If they're listening to this podcast. They're, they're trying to learn more about what they can do for you. This is for you. And they have subscribed because they love you. <laughs> <laughs> but... you. So you have to take that into consideration when you're dealing with your parents. Your parents have got to you, you've got you've got you've got to help them out, right? They're doing this for you. They're doing all these things for you. You have a very important responsibility.
0: Yeah, and your first and foremost responsibility is obedience. Obedience is a precedent condition to be able to lead someday. You are not a good leader if you are not a good follower first, period, end of story. So you children, listen to mommy and daddy. If you cannot obey your parents, then you can't lead later on in life, period.
2: Yep. And, and, and I'm sure that your parents have already told you this, but you've got to, you've got to understand how important obedience is. First of all, Christ told St. Margaret <laughs> Mary Alacoque that obedience is his favorite virtue. Well, really, obedience is his favorite virtue above all other virtues. Th- th- this is super, super important. you you must not only obey though, all right? So don't make your parents chase you around saying, "Do this, do this, do this, you got to clean your room, you got to get up, you got to pray your prayers, you got to do this, you got to do that and make them tell you all-, all-, all these things. You have to be docile. That means you have to be ready to obey. And
0: not be like, oh, oh. Right. One of the thing, one of the things I learned so, at uh, Officer Candidate School for the Marine Corps and that I that I teach my children and I love it. I'm, I, I wish I had invented it, but I didn't. But we definitely implement it in our house. Discipline is instant, willing, obedience to orders, sir. Discipline is instant, willing, obedience to orders, sir. Discipline is instant, willing, obedience to orders, sir. That is what discipline is.
1: Okay. Love look, it. Look, I do just want to reiterate this three levels of love.
2: Okay? This is pretty complex for a child. Just remember. Absolutely.
1: The first level of love is whereby you do something because you're afraid of getting punished. Okay? The second higher level of love is that you do something because you hope to get a reward. Okay? The third level... That's about where I'm at right now. (laughs) The third level is actually about doing it just because you feel it's the right thing to do. But you know what? Okay, in reality, sometimes it doesn't always feel like the right thing to do. But the way you should think about it is that by doing a great thing and being obedient every single day, you get a little treasure in heaven.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And it piles up day after day. It's like a, like a little savings account that you're building up and Jesus will love you to bits for this. It's amazing. Okay. And never forget that. Okay. Because the thing is like, you're better, you're not doing this because you don't want to get spankings. You don't want to do this because you're going to get in, go in timeout. No, you want to do this because Jesus is going to smile you and gonna bless you and that's what it's about. Oh, that's and, so beautiful. And, the other
0: thing Jesus loves is the prayers of children. When you pray, he hears you more clearly, more vividly than he hears me. Because I'm older and I am I've I've gone through life. You are young, you are pure. You are special, and when you ask God for something, he hears you. If mm-hmm. you
2: only knew how much that meant. Now, you would pray so much more, you would obey your parents more quickly, and more promptly, and more happily, because you want to put as much of that away, and pray more, and sacrifice more, and obey your parents more right now, so that when God judges you at the end of your life, that he will remember these times more than any of the other times later on in life.
1: So here's a little secret for all the children out there okay, who are listening to the show. Ask your parents what they wish they would have done differently when they were a child.
0: Oh, you might be surprised at the answer. And
1: they will tell you that they would have listened more to their father and mother because they realized it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. And But don't tell anyone. I said this. This is
0: just a... A public-private prod- broadcast? <laughs> wow. Secrets. Okay. We're going to stop whispering awkwardly to your children, yes, and we're going to no move s- to the final the final phase of the show. Joseph, we are there. Man, I can wow. taste the promised land right now. <laughs> quick. The, the okay, bullet point six. It says, yeah. quick financial tips. Quick financial tips, Joe.
2: I'll say a sentence just to say that we're doing this part of the show explicitly because Matt asked this as a clarifying point on what he asked us to do when we did this. So we're going to talk about some quick financial chips because this is often something. This is the excuse. This is is one of the biggest excuses, right? Absolutely. This is is the excuse uh, that that, that people refer to in Humana Vitae. And, you know, they're just like, hey, that means that we can, you know, just have as many children as, you know, as, as few children as we want because we could have economic crises. So... This is we're go- we're gonna get across some concepts about how people actually make this happen. Okay, so one of the um, first of all, let's just start with the Italian proverb: "They uh, every child is born with a loaf under." Each this arm. this is
1: all Italian. <laughs> Come on,
0: what are you talking about? Every child that's that's is, English is born with a loaf under each arm. The more generous I don't know you are. The more generous you are, the more generous God is. God's going to take it's care kinda of you. It's kind of like the Our Father prayer when we say, uh, forgive us as we forgive. Yeah. How about uh, how about we be generous, yeah. too? Give
2: us this day our daily bread. You ask, you ask this, and are the Our Father all the time. Do you think that God is going to not take care of you? If he cares more about the swallows in the barn, as you were, like it says in Scripture, right? You're going to be taken care of. Don't worry about that part. God's going to take care of it. You do your
0: part. All right, we'll these are super practical things. We probably should just have one of our wives give this portion of the show, to point. be honest. But look, one of the things that you, uh, a huge expense in people's wallets today and a growing share of people's uh, disposable income is on food. Yep. And the reason for that is because people just eat out. They don't cook anymore. Yep. So uh, practical Start tip there. number one. Lentils and beans. Cook food. Yeah, I love, I love food, but I especially love it when my wife makes it. Plan your meals out in advance. This will prevent you from buying things that you don't need. You know what? Dave Ramsey says it. Show up to the grocery store with a shopping list and stick to the list. Yeah, don't show up hungry. Amen. No. I when know. I go to Costco, I always I know. eat first at Costco. <laughs> I know. Costco's so dangerous. Yeah, I I eat the hot dog for a dollar fifty. Yep. I get the free Coke. I don't drink Coke, so I yep. just I don't there take you go. The, I don't take Yeah, right, cup. right, right. I asked for a water bottle, but they never give me one. You know,
2: the, don't, go, don't go shopping hungry. Don't shop at your local grocery store like every third day. Okay? Oh good heavens. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Go to Costco. Look, go to Aldi's. Look, don't look. Th- I remember that I people like used to be shamed about going to Aldi's. Aldi's is not like that anymore. Okay. And there, there are different approaches and there are different approaches that you should think of as your family. But Mike, you said the first point was to get what's on the shopping list. Look, ladies, if you plan out your your meals for the week, you will stay very
0: narrow on what it is that you need. You could even get super cutesy with it and you could publish a menu. Yeah. You could publish a weekly My mom menu. Used to. Here's what's happening. On Thursday night, we're having lasagna, and you can, like, think about that for all week, and you're thinking, man, mama's going to make lasagna. On I Thursday still love night. lasagna
2: because I'm thinking thinking of the menu that was on the fridge.
0: Now, when, here's a super practical tip. When you go to Aldi's, bring a quarter with you. Okay,
1: guys, let's move on Bring here. a
0: quarter so you can get a cart. <laughs> so this, you can get a shopping cart. This show
1: is sponsored by Aldi. It's, yes. hard,
0: it's hard to get a shopping cart if you don't have a yes, quarter. It's true. But, but the, you'll get your quarter back. It's yeah. just a deposit. It's just to make sure that you put the cart back where you're supposed right. to put it. Okay, uh... Now, buying in bulk doesn't always save you money, Joe. Does not here's always. where here's where your basic math skills kind of come in handy because yep. you start to compare prices on a per ounce or per gram or per pound or per whatever basis, and, th- and then sometimes it turns out buying in bulk is, doesn't make that much sense. I'll never forget one time I was at a grocery store as a kid. My dad taught me this lesson and he was looking at batteries and there were double A batteries and they were in an 8-pack and a 4-pack. And guess what? The 8-pack costed two and a half times the cost of a 4-pack. You just said costed. Now you don't have to be a (laughs) mathematical genius, okay? You don't have to calculate how how a rocket gets to the moon to figure out that I should just buy two of the four packs if I need 8 batteries and save some dough. Yep. So look at things on a per unit of measure basis. Yep. The the and
2: and the bigger and the biggest reason why it can be impractical to buy in bulk is because just because you have more means that you may use more. So, stay focused. Stay focused on what it is that you are getting. Clothing you can go crazy on the clothing. Look, kids ruin clothes all day, every day. You don't need to buy them new clothes every single time they need clothes. A, it, it, it can get ridiculous, right? That doesn't mean that they can't ever have new clothes. That's, but they can have new clothes that are new to them. They don't have to start from what just came off you know, fresh. Sometimes you have to buy some things. There are definitely more personal items that need to be bought you know, fresh, and you definitely don't want them to have shared that with anybody else. Um,
0: but I'm a big fan of buying um, off season and in advance. So yeah. after winter, I like getting the coats for the kids that they will need next year. Obviously, yeah. we pass on the coats that we can pass down, but. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of even, I'm a big fan also of outlet malls. And yep. here's a here's a very practical tip with with regards to clothing large families. Okay, and all of us here know some families that do this. Not all of us have done this or do this in our families or whatever. But having us kind of a standard dress code for the children is really it makes it makes things interchangeable and it makes mm-hmm. things really easy. So if you kind of have, you know. All the boys are going to wear, let's say, whatever you come up with in your family, they're going to wear a polo and khakis. And then everyone kind of has an array of different polos of the same style or whatever. And then they've got khakis that are of different colors, blue and brown and tan and whatever. And then you kind of intermix those things that makes them interchangeable, uh, or if you, if you will, modular. And yeah. that way, as the children grow up and whatever, they can kind of move into and out of those things and then they can mix and match. Uh, appropriately within yep. the dress code of your family, but I'm a big fan of kind of... Uh, it makes it easier for us. This is what we do anyway with four boys uh, right now is all the boys wear the same exact things every single day. Not, not every day. They are matching each other every day, so they hmm. all are wearing the same... It's just... That's keeps... why we have
1: a hard time remembering their names because they all look like alike.
0: It <laughs> keeps it sane for me because I'm saying, okay, they're all wearing the blue shirt today. It's they're like all, all wearing... the do- Seven dwarves. And you know what? You can only make so many decisions in a day. This is something Steve yep. Jobs talked about. This is why he yep. wore the same black t-shirt and jeans every day because he removed what he was going to wear as a decision, as an active decision mm-hmm. he was going to make so that he could save his brain power from yep. making real decisions. We do that same thing in our family. They're all going to wear the same thing on this day and we're all moving on and that way it's like very practical you got a tip martin
1: i do i have three tips and i will take 30 seconds to tell them first of all get freaking life insurance if you're a husband and you don't have life insurance on your family wow that's a good one no something is freaking wrong with you because if you die your wife is that's it. I knew someone who left behind seven children. He didn't have life insurance and his wife is struggling. Okay. If you're a spouse and you don't have life insurance, you know, to make sure that you're covered with your children, talk to your husband about it and make it happen. Secondly, listen to Dave Ramsey. Get your finances sorted out and and make sense out of it and and get, a, get rid of debt because that's what the banks, and the credit cards want you to do. Listen to Dave Ramsey. And thirdly, if you're a guy, okay, seek a mentor, a friend who can guide you through your professional career. I just helped someone who just switched jobs and he made 30% more salary than he did before. You can get a better job, yes. okay, but you need the help and you need, you need to stop being so freaking proudful. Okay, you need to be humble and ask for help. Seek for those people who do well and ask them, please help me. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's beautiful. Now,
0: the largest expense that people pay is housing. Housing is the largest expense. If you're going to have a large family, don't fall into this trap that you yeah. think, this Victorian-era trap that everyone needs his own bedroom. Oh, freaking Right? Yes. Are you kidding me? Stack them up, man. Rack them, back them, I call the bo- We have a girl's room and a boy's room. We have a house that can accommodate more bedrooms or whatever, but I have all the boys in one room, and I call it the barracks, and I love that. There are only four in there right now. I think we got room for, like, ten, <laughs> 10 boys in that room. That sounds more like a
1: concentration camp. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs>
0: that was the line of the show right there, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But no, what you mean? don't
0: fall into this assumption that children need their own spaces. Are you yes. kidding me? They love sleeping in bunk beds with each other. You can I know. Have, you can put six bunk beds in a room if you're very creative about Stop it. Stop believing yeah. the modern media. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah.
1: If they tell it, if they sell it, it means it's wrong. It means it's yeah.
0: wrong. Look, if you're the kid that has his own bedroom, then you're a selfish little rat. <laughs> OK, know. you shouldn't have your own bedroom. I was the
2: oldest boy of 12 children, and I had my room for, I think, a total of two years during my <laughs> entire
0: childhood. Yeah. And, and, you're, I mean, and you're not a team. selfish yeah, rat. This yeah. explains
1: why Joseph is the way he is. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Those two years were formative.
0: We already said it. We are big fans of homeschooling. You can save so much money by homeschooling. And Matt, think about this. When a woman says that she needs to be fulfilled in life by having a career, what is she actually saying? She's saying, I need to have my nails done so that I can present well at work. I need to have my Starbucks in the morning, and I need to make at least $60,000 in order to cover the childcare costs of the children that I would otherwise be watching for free. So if your wife is not making $60,000, why is she working? Look, folks,
1: we... Swear by homeschooling, and we will do a show. We promise you, we will do a Let's show. Let's do it, Put on it in homeschooling. The books. Put it in the do books, it, Martin, to explain to you why we believe that children who homeschool have a better chance to get to heaven than other children, and that's a promise and in this that's, world. Today. We will challenge you on this.
0: Yeah, and if you are watching the show right now, and you disagree with homeschooling, or if you want to know more about homeschooling, or if you are a successful homeschooler. Leave a comment. Leave a comment about homeschooling. We're going to aggregate all those comments, and we're going to bring them up in images on our show on homeschooling. So we want to hear from you. Uh, Finally, Joe, I think you have the best point here for what kids can do. Put your kids to work. Slave labor, baby. It's free labor. labor. (laughs) Free labor. It's free labor. Look, you used to have big families on farms so that the kids can actually do stuff. You don't need horses. You got children. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) hook them up to a plow and start yeah. pulling kids
2: no no look seriously like we we did this as kids we we uh you did uh work for our parents that you know was driving a uh, a bigger um you know small side business and whatnot but look seriously there are some there are some incredible families out there I, I have several in my mind right now, but there was like a, a family that was that all the girls could sew and they they had embroidery machines and sewing machines and their dad like put them all to work and they 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 put their you know their hands together to actually you know, create all these beautiful things and they sold them online and whatnot. There, there are, there are lots of families out there that are like this. I'm not saying tons and tons of tons, but there are definitely some families who are models about this. One, one family that I knew cre-
0: created a media company for crying out loud. What you're saying, what you're saying is uh, when you have a large family, don't look at your children as cost centers. Look at them as revenue centers. Exactly. Figure out ways you yes, can squeeze exactly. revenue dollars out of those little children. Make <laughs> revenue, not make them,
2: don't let them be liabilities. Okay, let's just be all clear right about this. That's I think everything. Okay? That we that that is the that that is like the, actually that is all the basics that we've tried to cover in this show.
0: That's how long it took. But you People know hide behind a lot of reasons for not having large families, okay? I think we're selling our audience short. Oh, we no. promise. On, we're about no. to hit the button.
1: Yeah, we'll press the button because you know what? We're going to give you a lot more shows. Make sure you have to subscribe to this channel and everything facebook you know you know it whatever the whole it is litany. exactly because you know what all these topics that we covered we owe you a show because we more. owe you, we owe you more. the explanation of why what we said fe- what we said what is
0: femininity what is masculinity how, how do children obey
1: how to fix your finances how, how to, to grow your income how to make your husband a leader
0: how to how to, how to vet how to vet life insurance it's a yeah, whole show. Absolutely. That's absolutely. a whole show. Yes, I was
1: a financial advisor. Let it come, you know, bring it on.
0: Bring it on. Hit the button, Joe. Listen, lots of people hide behind not wanting to have a big family because you want the pleasures of this world, the flesh pots of this world. You think you can't do it. You think you don't have it in you, but you know what? You do have it in you. Amen. You can do it. You can do this, and it's not that hard, it's not that complicated. It's been done for generations for millennia. You're not alone in this fight. We're here with you. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Cheers. Amen. Let's do this, guys. Woohoo. Living the Faith Podcast. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.